There you go. Right, yes, people, it is episode 221 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. Uh, how are you doing? It is Sunday the 25th of April, and I am not on my own today. I am joined by the by by the power of technology, old school technology, telephone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> By a friend of mine, um, frequent listener, he's been on before, um, frequent commenter. He um, he always picks out comments of mine in different places on social media to to put onto the pod, and, and he's here today. I'm joined by 52 weeks later. How are you doing, man? I'm not bad. I'm I'm all good, fine, like May wine. How's it going with yourself? I'm good. I'm, I'm not as active as you are, going for morning jogs. <laughs> I was just like, this guy, he's like, yeah, I'm ready for the pod, just finished my job. So I was like, ah, you bastard, I haven't, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't literally rolled out of bed, so I'm about to jump in the shower. <laughs> uh, you know, when you have kids, okay, um, then you're not afforded time, okay, to have lions. Oh, by the way, let me be the first person on this pod to congratulate you on your upcoming um, job. Thank you, thank you very much, man. But uh, yeah, no, everyone's told me that you, you, I'm not going to have any time, uh, or you realised how much time you actually had before you had kids to do things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hmm. I, and I know this, and um, you'll be able to empathise with this in terms of in my head. It's like, all right, I need to get writing. I need to write something um, comedy related. Started trying to write a sitcom, then just didn't. Then started trying to write. <laughs> Um, it comes as a fiction, like thriller of a book, and my aim was to have a, a written body of work. So then, when baby's here, I don't need to really focus on um, gigging that much. I can just think about this written bit of work and how do I get that out there to people. And I've wrote nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I can relate to that so much. I can relate to that so much. Um, actually, I started writing my book. It was just before um, the second one was born. Yeah. Um, and I had like a similar idea. I was like, I'll have something down um, and yeah, I'll be able, okay, um, to like get a first draft out and I'll have a book out as well because uh, one of my university friends who's now on his third book, yeah, he was able to Shame. write a book. I know. I know. <laughs> Putting me to shame as well. Um, he um, he wrote his book in like nine months, and he's a teacher. Oh. So yeah, I thought I thought okay, yeah, do you know what? I should be able to do that. But I said he's on his third book. Um, another university friend, same university, so you know Ted Elias. Yeah. He's just, he's just come out with his his first book, and then um, another university friend. We're all in the same clique. Um, she came up with her book um, last year, um, and it's a bestseller. All of these are bestsellers. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like, you know, that, that guy, okay, the, the class clown, okay, that was writing everybody's jokes, okay, but never got done any work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, re- I really need to step up. Um, right, because I was, I was on your pod, it was about a year ago. Yeah. Um, and it's like 52 weeks later. Like, <laughs> and yeah, um, I still haven't finished writing that book. I think because like 
it's what I what I was struggling with was what I wanted to write about because obviously doing comedy naturally is like, okay, well I need to write something comedic and something yeah. funny. And then what I was finding is I find that really boring. And I think because maybe stand-up is my comedic outlet, so I don't want to write anything about that. And then real-life experiences, um, I guess, as, as ironic as it is to be a comedian and to stand on stage and think of my life as interesting enough to talk about on stage, I don't deem my life interesting enough to write down in a book. So, so I'm like... <laughs> Like, no, I, I won't do that. And, oh, maybe fiction, and it's kind of like a thriller, and it's got plot twists, and that will keep me interested. And I wrote like the whole synopsis and the whole plot out, and I thought, yeah, that's where I want it to go, and I'll twist it there, and I'll cover these themes, and this is what this character will be like. But then to, to actually write any part of the actual story itself, nope, not, <laughs> not. <laughs> one word. <laughs> So uh, it's difficult. It is difficult writing, but um, but yeah. So you go, you go for your morning jogs. How, how how long do you jog? Like what distance are you jogging? So um, at the moment it's a minimum of like five kilometres. All right. Um. So it started off. Um. I think after the our second child, the missus um started. She got a sort of Fitbit. Right. Started walking everywhere, and she started to run everywhere. Uh. uh and I was like. Oh. You know what? Let me let me give that a go. Um, I hadn't run since properly since um, oh, it was nearly like ten years ago. Because um, correct me if I'm wrong, you did have like quite a bad injury to your knees, right? Yes, yes. Um, Wahala from the uh, ESN podcast. Uh, he invited me to like an impromptu kind of like side to side match. Is he said um, East London Essex area? Was it? That's the one. Yeah, your 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 birthplace. No, I've been to that the fireside. Him and Simple get very very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> they do, they do. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't do any warm ups. I didn't do. It was, it was a pretty chilly day as well. And um, I was getting kind of like bullied off the park, like left, right and centre. Mm. Um, but to cut a long story short, uh, I ended up um, snapping my Achilles tendon. Ah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, since then, I had a really like run. Uh, I played a couple of like fireside football um, with my work colleagues. But the whole like running aspect, which was... I did uh, quite a lot uh, back in days of my youth. Yeah. Um, I had a really okay, uh, like, um, got back into it. So, yeah, the wife inspired me okay to start running again. Um, I think the, the beginning of 2020, I was running, actually, like one kilometre. It took me about seven minutes to run one kilometre, and I was done. I was <laughs> Running time. Right. I don't know how many kilometres I run while playing football. I, I I don't find that hard, but just to get up and put on headphones and run, I can't do it. It's, there's there's, stuff, there's a mental block in me that I just cannot do that. Do you know what? For me, it sounds a bit like how you were talking about like writing a book. Mm. Like you've got the intention to do it, but it just seems kind of like boring. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas when you're playing football. Like, you're not focusing on right. the running aspect. No, I just want the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
first of all, you can run a game for so much like longer again yeah. when playing football. But when it's like dedicating like running, yeah, yeah, it it, it, it takes it takes a lot okay, to get past that kind of like, mental barriers. Mm. Like there's lots of mental barriers with running. Um, so yeah, as I say, in 2020, I was doing. Um, it took me like one. I was doing maximum one kilometer, something about seven minutes. Um, and then uh, like this year, the aim again was to do. Um, 10k by the end of March. Right. Um, I ended up doing um, 10k like the second or third week of of January. I think when it was snowing. That's what's uh, really impressive about that is that I think naturally as humans, because you set your target for March, you could have easily <laughs> just gone, well, I'll just wait till March to run the 10k. Yeah. Whereas instead, you you felt yourself getting to it, and you thought, let me just do it now in January. So salute to you for getting that done. Thank you. Um, but <laughs> I set a new target for a half marathon in June, yep. end of June, and I did that um, last month. Brilliant. So, um, I mean, there's a pat on the back, okay, for me, okay, to, like, beating my targets. But then also, okay, I think I might be a bit crap at hitting targets. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is, <laughs> that's a good perspective actually. It's like, yeah, I always achieve that target. Right? <laughs> Your target is very low. <laughs> uh, so, what's your next running target then? Okay, so um, I, so um, I want to do another um, half marathon in June. Right. And then also, okay, I want to improve my 10 kilometer times and um, improve okay, the half marathon time as well. So I'm doing kind of like um, bit by bit steps to make um, everything a little bit faster. Yeah. So like, I, I, I recognize that this year, when I did over five kilometers, when I hit the six, six, six kilometer, um, the time, yeah, the, the, the time it came was like over kind of like 33 minutes. Yeah. Whereas again, with my five kilometer average, um, my five kilometer average, it was yeah, way below my five kilometer average. Yeah. So um, like today, um, I was able to do six kilometers in uh, just over 31 minutes. Right. And so yeah, basically I want to get my uh, kilometer average higher the more kilometers yeah. I do. And yeah, that's, that's my, my, my main aim. Fair enough, fair enough. Right, but um, well, I guess, yeah, so I was going to segue into football, but I think football is the more light-hearted topic. So <laughs> I wanted to, so I wanted to um, segue, it's not really a segue, but I guess one, one of the topics we did want to talk about um, was, the, um, was the shooting of um, Makia Bryant. It is Makia, isn't it? Her name is Makia. Yeah. yeah, Makia Bryant. Who's 16 when, um, when she was shot. So, obviously, first and foremost, uh, rest in peace to her. Um, and I think you and I are on the same kind of, um, on the same chat, on the same post on, on Facebook, um, with discussions. And um, I guess one, one thing that stood out to to both of us was this kind of um it, it seemed like if if people didn't agree word for word with someone else 
they yeah. were taking the polar opposite stance. Uh-huh. Um, that's what was being taken from their stance. So, for example, um, I think one, one of the comments was um, someone said they thought that the police officer. They thought it was, uh, they could understand why police officers shot um, the girl. And the other person took that as, so you mean she deserved to die? Yeah. And I was just like, I, I don't think it means that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think it means, I don't think it means that. And then, and I found that when I was having that conversation in a private chat with um, with a few of my friends, they they took it to mean that as well. And I was like, that's really interesting that they took it to mean that. Because I, I took it as, I take it as, I understood why police officers shot, but I also don't think she deserved to die. I don't, I, I thought that you can hold both of those things as, as truths and it doesn't contradict. Um, and what, what, yeah, so I'd be interested to know your thoughts, because you brought up another example, I'm not sure if you can remember which example you gave. I, I did, yeah. So basically it was the opposite stance. Yeah. So when people said, okay, that oh, um, the police shouldn't have shot her. Yeah. Then the people responded, was like, oh, so you wanted the girl in pink to get stabbed and killed. Yeah, that was... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, that isn't what that means. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Like, yeah, people were, like, very incapable of um, holding um, um, multiple... Um, Positions. Yeah. It's basically, uh, do you know what? If you believe this, then you you also believe this. Mm-hmm. There was no nuance, uh, none of that. Um, so yeah, it was it was interesting to to see okay um, the debate. Um, another thing that I saw was that um, people that were that thought okay that the shooting was justifiable. Yeah. They would use okay the um, reasoning of oh okay so it's okay the um, girl or woman in pink was your daughter daughter yes yeah. so you 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 would want her to get stabbed and then it's like it's not the obvious okay answer is no because <laughs> I know personally myself okay if my daughter okay with the person in pink I, I wouldn't want her to get stabbed at all no. and if 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 if, if I had the gun. And um, I had to shoot. I'm saving my daughter. Of course. I, I, I'm biased like that. But on the flip side, these people didn't actually um, look at uh, what if your daughter had the knife, right? And you had the gun. I didn't. Would see that, you I didn't that question asked once? I didn't see that asked anywhere. Yeah, uh, and it's it, it basically it goes to the. Um, I think it's like a, a debate collide tactic that people use is that um, they will change the scenario mm-hmm. so okay that there's only like one possible answer to give. Yes. Yeah. But they won't, they won't get the flip side. No. And, and I feel like some people, I feel like most people who, who do it aren't actually aware of what they're doing. They, they think it's a perfectly reasonable way to conduct the conversation yeah because yeah, and it's, it's similarly the, the other way to that as well was um 
was yeah, it was like people kept on adding things. Like, She's sixteen. Why would he shoot a sixteen-year-old? I'm like, but the officer wouldn't know how old she was, <laughs> and she had the knife in her hand. So it's like I can, and, and that's and for me it was almost like the the things that is I must that I I would hope was unanimously agreed upon was that it's tragic that a sixteen-year-old child has lost their life. <laughs> And, and, that, and that's the. And I think if everyone started the conversation from that point, <clears throat> then maybe we have more of a kind of progressive conversation. But what have, what just I seem to see on every conversation online was either, well, you know, if 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 my daughter was the one in the pig, then boy, I don't want her being stabbed, or it's I can't believe people defending police. You coons. <laughs> just like what what is happening? <laughs> it's like it was such these extreme stances, um, or 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 people bringing in factors that weren't there, or ignoring <coughs> factors that were there, and and like I don't, I guess I'm not sure what you took away from the actual incident itself, but for me, it my thing would be more of a question of. Um, it's just hard because it's a marathon, but it's more because of police training kind of thing. Or um, now I'm definitely not on the the page of shoot to wounds because I'm also of the thing. If you give someone a deadly weapon, don't be surprised when someone dies when they have that weapon. So if you want someone to not kill people, don't give them a killing machine and say don't kill anyone with it, but Use use it nicely. It's not, but it's a killing machine. You, you, there's no, there's no. You can't use like a knife at least. You can use it to cut food. Right? <laughs> it's not just its sole purpose isn't to stab people. Whereas a gun, yeah. its sole purpose is really to 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 kill someone or or maim yeah. them. So if you don't want people to die, then don't give police guns. But I do also understand in America, if civilians have guns, then it's nuts. But it's that. So for me, the question is about, you know, do police, does every police officer need a gun, potentially? Because like, in the UK, we we do have armed response units. Um, the police, the first police, sorry, the first police to uh, an emergency aren't the ones with the guns. Yeah. Um, and somehow, and I, and I get, granted, there are fewer guns in the UK, but guns are still here. Shootings yeah. still happen. Um, and I don't know, I just find it just, I I, I think that it's, 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 um, it's expected, like it's, it's symptomatic of if you have a police force where they're taught shoot to kill, um, rather than think of other alternatives and shoot as a last resort, then they're going to shoot and kill. So the issue yeah. to me is the instructions police get. What, what, what are your thoughts on, on that? Um, yeah, regarding that, because I think in that state, um, it is shoot to kill. So if you, you bring out your, your, your gun, you are shooting a gay to, to kill, to end a life. Yeah. I think. And so, um, I mean, personally, I am against the gay, the use of guns. Me too. Me too. Um, but yeah, I feel a gay training a gay would... Um, 
training, yeah, it needs to be like put more importance needs to be put in the training. Because um, I mean, we're, we're told like so many times, okay, that police officers are trained to like de-escalate situations yeah. and such. Um, and so, yeah, um, um, more emphasis on training. Um, this, regarding this particular situation, so, I mean, because uh, I said a lot of people, okay, are focusing on um, basically it's, it's the police. Yeah. Is it? Was it justified? It wasn't justified. Yeah. But we've got the bit okay that led up to right. uh, what happened. And so, I mean, somebody recorded the actual incident. Yeah. Um, so there was multiple people, okay, there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as humans, as human beings, okay, there's a responsibility, okay, there's, there's so many adults there in the situation 100%. that should have, okay, have been able okay, to de-escalate that, that situation. Right. Um, and I know you, you, you said, okay, that uh, we're um, going to be talking about football like, later on. Yeah. But as a segue, because I think um, on the thread that we were on, the, the question was, was it justified? Yeah. And so for me, I see it like um, the use of VAR. Mm-hmm. So if it happens at the time, you think, okay, oh, that's understandable. Yeah. All right. Um, the person, okay, went for a tackle, okay. I understand because if he didn't tackle then, then, okay, um, he would have, um, they, the other team, okay, could have scored. Yeah. But then when you look at the VAR, VAR, Mm-hmm. Look at the screen, and you play it back, and then you realize, okay, that he didn't actually get the ball, and that it was actual foul. Yeah. You're allowed, okay, to then say, okay, oh, actually, do you know what? That was a, a justifiable tackle. That was an illegal tackle. Yeah. Um, either the, um, that, that they, they get a free kick or some kind of sanction that goes on. Mm. So the same way, okay, with um, the police officer, um, if you, if you take a look at a, a frame shot of, okay, of what happened, you, you see okay, there's somebody lunging okay, with a knife Yeah. another person. Um, you can say, okay, oh, I can't understand okay, why the, the police person shot. But then when you take in okay, the other elements, as in uh, the person with the knife actually called for police help, yeah. um, that there was um, there's other people, um, police officers on the scene already that had a de-escalated and such. Um, and although, okay, I saw the police officer didn't know, okay, any of that at the time, yeah. you still can't hold, okay, with that extra VAR information, you still can't hold, okay, that position, okay, that it was justified. You should say, okay, I can understand, okay, why that person did it at that particular moment in time, but if we've got the whole full story, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that in terms of... Um is that it, I think that's probably the, the issue with these conversations online as well is people either choosing or or having a limited vocabulary in the sense of understand like I so because I yeah because I'm one of the people who said I understood why the police officer with the information he had at the time took the actions he did I understood it the same way that I understand why um, why why Muslims don't eat pork. Right? I, I understand it. Now, whether it's justified, that's a completely different thing. It's like, oh, right, um, 
and then it's, it's a separate thing. So yes, yeah, so I agree with that in the sense of understanding is one thing, and then justify that. And I agree with you in the sense of when you know, when you know the full story, is it justified? I want to go back to the bit where you mentioned about what happened beforehand, and that's the thing that's really that's what's really kind of um, annoying me the most about the whole incident um, is the fact that it was I think it's the foster mom's birthday party, and the two girls who who uh, who were so, so the story that I've heard, and correct me if you've heard anything different, is that it was a foster mum's birthday party and the foster mum wasn't there yet. Makaya um, was there and these two girls were former foster children who, who, of the foster mum. And apparently it was an argument about the state of the house, that the house needed to be tidied up because the foster mum doesn't like the house messy. And that somehow this argument escalated from that to uh, to the police needing to be called by some. And when I first heard the story, it was Mackay who called the police. Now official sources now saying they don't know who called the police. Okay. But I don't. But I don't know if that's true or not. I I'm not sure if they're trying to you know calm it all down by saying that or. Or whether that's the truth, but the the call was there's someone for night, we need police. Um, and then when so when the police turn up, and the thing that annoys me is when the police turn up again, the girls aren't even out on the street at this point. They they're still in the house, and then they come out down the drive, onto the pavement. In and I'm just like, like you said, there are so many adults there that. Everyone's talking about your daughter. If your daughter was the girl, the pink, and like you said, what if your daughter was one of the knife? Go back a few steps. If my daughter is arguing with someone, and she grabs the knife, I am grabbing my daughter and going, "What the hell are you thinking? Put put this knife down. You're not going to because either you're going to get stabbed, or you're going to stab someone, and both don't end well." for you so put the knife down but the fact that her foster dad's there and he doesn't stop her and it's like where's where's the care you know what i mean exactly it's just like yeah i don't to me it's just like that that's that's what's tragic there is there was, there was a lot of steps before the police called were called and and this happened and i think now it's going to be made a a um a police incident or police versus black people incident which it is now it is that but it didn't have to reach that stage at all this is it like, like when, when we watch these videos of these of these Karens calling the police and then something happens to black people we, we, we managed to go well why did the Karen call the police there was nothing to call the police for, and I feel like this should have been one of those instances where there should have been nothing to call the police for. It should have been an adult there taking control, telling everyone just to calm their hell down in the house. You go in that room, you go in the garden, everyone just chill out. Like what is happening? But instead, it's just erupted and and, and sexistly. And I said this to my wife and my mother-in-law. <laughs> I, I said, I just. I just can't see how a fight between two women or, or a girl, in this case, and a woman, can't be stopped. 
like I, I almost understand when men are fighting and it's like they're, they're big and it's, it, they're strong and it's, it's it's getting all out of control and and you know the women can't stop it. But for for me, if I'm seeing just two women fighting, I, I cockily maybe arrogantly, I'm like I think I can get between two women and just tell them calm down. Like so, I, I, I don't know. It, it, that that bit is bit that's really like bugging me so much that uh, that she she was allowed to um. Or, or, or if she and if it was her, call the police. The fact that she felt the need to call the police when she's in her own home. Mm-hmm. And your and your dad's there. Dad. I need you to be a good boy, okay? All right. I'm on, I'm on Uncle Darren's podcast. <laughs> All right, I'm back. <laughs> what is he doing? Uh, he's throwing a straw. <laughs> <laughs> How old are uh, he is um, three and a half. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Mate, it's, um, it's interesting times, man. It's interesting times. <laughs> uh, okay. you... Yeah, so you've got, you've got the perfect. Thing is, you got a girl and a boy. I've always said having a girl first is better, mm-hmm. as well, because I've got this theory that um, I'm not sure if you got siblings yourself. Have you? I do. Um, I've got a, a sister and a brother. Oh, are you, are you the middle or older? I'm the middle child. Yeah, older sister, younger brother. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I've, I've always had in my head that if you have kids, if the even if if you have like an older boy. Um, the house isn't as safe to be left alone. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I feel like you and your wife now, as soon as your eldest is about 16, 17, you can probably go, right, we're going away for a weekend and you're in charge, make sure your brother doesn't do anything dumb, here's somebody, you know, obviously you've got our numbers, Call your grandparents if you do this, whatever, and go away for the weekend. Fine. And I feel like that's more reasonable. But if it was the other way round, that your son's the oldest and he's 16, yeah. 17, there is no way I'm leaving that house for him to look after his little sister. No. No way. I can imagine coming back home and be like, where's your little sister? And he would just be playing places going, who? <laughs> I thought she was with you. <laughs> So, so, I've just yeah, I've never seen it. And like, even in my own family, like um, cu- like cousins, and I've got my older siblings as well. It's just like the older brother is it, like they they understand the kind of physical protective thing. They understand that element, but the real care and consideration for their younger sister is just not there at all. It's just. It's just like, it's just like shoulder shrugs. Well, she hurt herself. She hurt herself. Whatever. Like it's not. I don't care. Whereas sisters just seem to actually care about their their little brother or their little sister. They'll look out for them in that sense. So, what about you? How, how do you? Is that does that ring true for you at all? Uh, do you know what? Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. Um, 
Like we, with me and my sister, there's only like a year gap between me and my sister. Yeah. And then our younger brother, um, it's like a seven year gap. Right. But yeah, I know okay. It's like when okay, um, like my parents um, went away or allegedly went to work <laughs> and left us alone. <laughs> and even though okay, none of us are six. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> um, yeah, um, the. My sister was the, the more nurturing one of, of the young, my younger brother. Me, I think I was more of a kind of like a disciplinarian. Yeah. Yeah. But so basically, it's like, yeah, don't do that. Da, da, da. Um, I don't care, okay? You do it my way. Where like, my sister, okay, was more kind of like, do you know what? Um, how are you feeling? Kind of, let's, let's try doing it this way, kind of thing. Yeah. There's multiple like, ways, okay, that you can do this. Um, and, even with, with my kids um, at the moment, because they're um, six and three, yeah. um, my my daughter she is very more caring. Okay, of um, uh, my son, um, she's got that kind of nurturing kind of element. Like, oh, let me think about her him. Yeah. Uh, where like the boy, okay, I don't know if it's because of age, but he's more like a um, put in a china shop shop. <laughs> Uh, but that being said, okay, that being said, um, at the moment, I see them both as criminals. Right. <laughs> okay. So the boy, okay, he's the, he's the, he's the goon. He's the hired muscle. <laughs> Where the girl, she, okay, she's the brains of the operation. Yeah. yeah. Kind of thing. She's a quiet word, okay, in his ear, okay. Right, you know what? Do you fancy sweets? Sweets are right there. All you need to do, okay, is just... Like climb up there and get some sweets. You can get some for me as well. And he's like, "Oh, okay, all right." <laughs> <laughs> to do it. Was, when he's caught, does she leave him to, to, out to dry, or does she go, "Oh no, I told him to do that." <laughs> um, she is. Now she, no, the thing is, she, she'll she'll put the blame on him. Yeah. And then again, when you pressure pressurize her, and you don't need to pressurize her a lot, we need to say, but what do you do? And then again, she's like, mm, I kind of did it too. Right, let's see. Kind of thing. So she will, she will try and deflect, but she won't like um, deny any okay hand in it. That's Whereas with him, he's like, no, nah, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It's like, you're literally doing it right now. No, 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 I didn't, no. <laughs> You've got the biscuit in your hands. No. <laughs> it's not me. Stop it, it's not me. Yeah. Oh, dear. No, no good, good. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I'm just following because, we, you know, we, we would like more, but obviously, we just don't know how life life's gonna go so feel very lucky to be having this one on the way and stuff um but i always said if i could plan my life i, I would want a girl first uh, which we're having having a girl first and then uh and then have a boy after that that's the uh that's my ideal I've, I've already told my wife though if we do if we are lucky to have a second one and uh and the second one's a girl that's all we're having we're just having two girls uh, I'm not. Oh, I'm not risking having three girls. 
I don't think it happened to one of my friends. Um, I think we call it the, the player's curse. <laughs> Uh, I was like, I I like female comedy, I like female energy, but yeah. I couldn't be in the house with three, 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 well, at, at first it'd be fine because it'd be one woman and two girls, which would be sweet and lovely, but <coughs> then those girls are going to get to six feet, four, 14, 14, 15, and they're going to become absolute, like, Devils, <laughs> <laughs> and just and they're gonna hate their mum. They're gonna hate know. me. They're gonna hate each other, and it's just gonna be horrible. And and it's just um, I'm just gonna have to buy a house that I, I can have a shed, and I can sit <laughs> there and just. I've seen it. I've seen it so many times. So like ex-girlfriends, one of my ex-girlfriends, she it was her and her sister, and then obviously her mum and dad. And you can see her dad just—he was so laid back about life because he just—he he just generally didn't have a voice in the house. <laughs> didn't have a voice in the house, and that's not to say like he—he he was like emasculated, like he wasn't like a proper man. Not—he just knew there was no point. He was just—he would just see them arguing and just kind of just drink his drink his tea and just look across like the dinner table at me, just kind of raise his eyebrows just to go. This is it. This is this is what my life is. <laughs> just, just these not rowing. <laughs> and they had a lovely and weren't they were by far a very high functional family. Like they were very high functional. They weren't dysfunctional at all. All got on well generally. But you could just tell when when they started going at each other, that was his time just to just, he was just slowly just get up from the seat and just move, just leave the room and, and just leave them there. Just, <laughs> I was like, all right, I see. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've seen. All men who just have just girls and stuff. Is, uh, that's how it goes for them. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, but yeah, but the other topic we want to talk about, though, was was the ESL, the English Super... No, European Super League. Um, <laughs> So you are a Manchester United fan. Yeah, you're, I am. So your your owners is are alleged to have been one of the key instigators of it. Um, mm-hmm. And I am a Tottenham Hotspur fan. And uh-huh. my owner it was more of the 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 ugly girl who got invited to the prom. <laughs> very, we were just very <laughs> excited to be a part of this. <laughs> We we couldn't believe it. It was like those American teen movies. Like, what me? You want me? Okay. <laughs> so we we were just like, yeah, we're definitely coming. Like, if you're inviting us, we'll come. Um, yeah, and obviously we've, we've seen. Well, we saw the massive. For I I thought that when this first came out, I thought this pod was going to go one way in the sense of I thought this was an unstoppable monster. That was not going to be stopped. Uh, my WhatsApp groups were in meltdown, popping off. Um, and then, what, 48 hours, 72 hours later, it it was done. It was it was dead in the water. This this plan. Um, so yeah, I guess um, uh, there's a few there's a few ways we could cut this up. I suppose there's we have the angle of 
what that, what it would actually mean for um, football, European football, English football. So I guess we can cut it up that way. And then the other way we can cut it up is the energy it got versus um, the energy that things such as racism gets um, from authorities. So which, which way do we cut it up first? Um, let's go with the first one. Go first one. So yeah, yeah. I guess so from a pure football standpoint, what, what was your initial reactions when you first heard about the European Super League? When I first heard about it, I was like, wait, this sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this absolutely, because I think it gave, um, the thing that, um, shocked me most was about the whole kind of like no relegation mm -hmm. element of it which it kind of like brings it like more in line okay with like american style like foot sports yeah this is franchises and... um so it was like i don't understand how that's going to work yeah um with sorry with like there's a core number of clubs okay that don't get relegated yeah. But then, okay, there's other clubs, okay, they get invited to come in, and I think they, I don't know if they get relegated or they get switched around as Yeah, much. I'm not sure, or they get invited just annually, so it's just five new teams get invited, and then, I think it's depending on performances in other competitions in, in, in Europe, then maybe a different five get invited, or maybe you know, two of them get re-invited again because they've performed really well. And then another three get invited, but um, but that like so that core fifteen will always be involved. Yeah. Um, and also the criteria as well of uh, why they deserve to be in the Super League. Yeah. Because initially I was looking at it just performances alone, mm -hmm. and like you can understand why Juve's there, Real Madrid's there, Barcelona's there. Um, uh, Man City, uh, Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, maybe like they've been the best, best of a bad bunch like this season. Mm -hmm. Um, but like it's been it's been a while since they've, they've won trophies. Yeah. Um, Arsenal. Uh, I mean, they're languishing in I think ninth place at the moment. Yeah. And uh, your uh, beloved Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, they, they still got a chance to get for, for, uh, getting qualified for uh, Champions League. Yeah. Um, but it's a bit of a you can't tell okay what's going to happen okay with Spurs. No, it's a stretch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was confusion about that. Yeah, I, but, I had an argument with uh, ironically a Manchester United fan. He was so livid, Tottenham were involved. He, he was just like, how? How are you a <laughs> club? It's hilarious because I was going, you're being emotional about this. I, go, I can give you two criteria why Tottenham are a big six club. And he's like, what? Give me them. I go, well, historic, um, in the sense of um, total honours won. Okay, total honours won. Tottenham are actually the sixth most successful club in England um, behind those other five. And, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and then... I said, and just financially, I go financially, we're a monster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and 
the fact that this whole league thing is based on money, it makes sense why you've invited this financial monster that is Tottenham Hotspur. And he's just like, and then he goes, nah, that's bollocks. <laughs> I was like, and he just started going, you've never even won the Premier League. And I was like, I know, I know we haven't. I'm not saying we should be in the top six. I'm just giving you a criteria as to why we would be at top six. And he was going, and then when I showed him that list, I think we were we've won maybe one trophy more than Aston Villa, historically. Yeah. And he's like, at least Villa have won. Um, yeah, Yeah, he said Villa's won more leagues than you. You lot have just won like FA Cups and stuff, and League Cups. And I go, okay, well, I didn't say that it was done on the most leagues. <laughs> and he just like, I just don't want Spurs in it. <laughs> Oh, just admit that. That's all you have to do is just say you hate Spurs being involved. Um, but yeah, it, it was, for me, when I first heard about it, I was like, okay, let me let me try to understand what's being proposed. And I think that's what struck me was just this so little detail. Like it, it, it felt more like like a chat, like an idea. It hasn't really been. It's not a real strategy. There wasn't a real formulated plan. It was just, yeah. I mean, there'll be like twelve or fifteen of us, and we won't get relegated, and we'll get like five people, other teams to join, and yeah, and we'll just see what happens. Like we'll play midweek or something. I don't know. But that that's like how it was delivered. And now we're and we're now putting it in writing that we're leaving um, the European Club Association, and we're. And, and releasing this statement, I was like, surely you've got to create like a website and a whole kind of point plan of, and really sell the idea to people as to go, why this would be a good idea? But instead, they tell them, go, now nah, we're doing it, and and so what? Like, well, <laughs> what are you going to do about it? I was like, well, that's not going to go down well. Uh, definitely not, definitely not, because although okay, football is a business, fans don't see it as a business. No. So, um, therefore, okay. Um, I th- I th- another one of the shocking things is that I think there was like a, a statement that was basically copied. I think um, Glazer might have had his name on the, on the statement, but it was copied and put on the websites of um, Tottenham Arsenal, but Liverpool and Man City as well. Right. And like you're, you're, you're thinking, okay, business-wise, that makes sense to have like a uniform kind of like statement and such. Sure. But if we're talking about fans and such, you don't want a game, one of your biggest rivals, okay, and let's say a case signed by their, okay, their owners on your website. It just doesn't make any sense. No, it's just, it, it was, yeah, it was ridiculous to me. And, um, and then what I was finding was people reacting to UEFA's sanctions rather <clears> than <throat> the ESL's plans. So I'd see people going, oh, they're trying to leave the Premier League. And I was like, no, they haven't said they want to leave the Premier League. They mm-hmm. they said they just don't want to play Champions League anymore. Yeah. Um, but everyone's going, no, they're trying to leave the Premier League. What happened to the Premier League? Kick them out of the Premier League if they want to leave. And it's just like, I don't think they want to leave the Premier League. It, that was it. That that was the thing these things all my conversations was. They're trying to leave the Premier League. No, they're not. Okay, well, if they're not, kick them out. It's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> are you upset that they want to leave or not because one minute I've said they're not leaving you want to kick them out <laughs> and when they say they are leaving you're mad that they're leaving and stuff and it's um, yeah it was, it was just 
it was just a bit nuts for me. And then, then the reaction to it, where it was just Sky got involved, BT got involved, Amazon said we want no part of this. Then you had um, managers having to speak on it, players having to speak on it, and then you had uh, the, the politician. That was the one that I knew, oh, this is serious now. When, yeah. when Keir Starmer and Boris Johnson agreed, yep, yeah, this can't happen. This isn't allowed. And I was like, but why, uh, I thought, why, why can't it happen, though? If, if they're not trying to leave the Premier League, why can't they start their own competition? I found that so odd. And then that's, that's when I was, then I just thought, it's UEFA. And UEFA is just so corrupt, in my perspective, anyway, that it... It, yeah, I just, I, it just made me laugh that a lot of fans were really looking towards UEFA to kind of rescue football. And it's like, but they're, just, they're not the good guys. <laughs> well, they're upset they're, that they're losing money. They don't care about fans. They're going to put in their PR statement, the English clubs need to think about their fans. But that isn't what UEFA care about. You're about to destroy their most lucrative product, which is the Champions League. This is it. This is exactly it, because it's it's all about the money, mm-hmm. all about the money, and that's why. Um, actually, for like the first time in a while, okay, I got a little bit kind of like um, disillusioned okay with football. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 not because okay the um, owners of these clubs okay were greedy because we already know, we already know this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like. It, the amount of times okay, they've had a uh, like, um, process for uh, Cronky, mm-hmm. Arsenal, um, Glazers at Man United. They had a new football club at United, did they? United of Manchester. <laughs> this is it. This is it. And so like, we know okay, that they're like, corrupt. Uh, not corrupt. Um, what greedy. They're catalysts yeah. and such. But it really kind of like, um, I guess, okay, it, Remove the key, the screen that I had, okay, of not only just UEFA, FIFA, but then the Premier League and um, and Sky, because it's like um, well, we all like say, okay, oh yeah, Premier League, one of the best leagues in the world, but they did the exact same thing yeah. as ESL yeah. was it thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. They basically got okay, everybody okay in the league. Um, so the first division had been going on for like. Uh, over a hundred years, yeah. football league, and they were like, okay, yeah, do you know what? What we're going to do is we're going to because okay, we want you guys to have. Um, I think they approached the top five at the time. Yeah, so and was like, um, it was Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal, Tottenham, uh, and Everton. Everton, yeah. yeah, Everton was that fifth one, and they were like, yeah, do you know what? We can um, negotiate you having more money from the, like the TV money. But um, what we need you to do, okay, is get the other clubs um, to to sign up. Uh, they they did that. Um, there was there was no kind of like what well, I know I was young at the time. Yeah. I don't remember okay like a backlash towards the game of the Premier League. I think there was a lot of excitement. Yeah. And then Sky, uh, was it B Sky B at yeah. the time or something like that? Um, I think. Mean, the way ahead that they're successful now is because they success, successfully bought rights, mm-hmm. the football rights, yep. and where previously uh, on the terrestrial channels, 
you were seeing you were games, weren't you? Yeah, you you was. I think uh, I think it was on a on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. You could watch games, but like now, okay, you needed a subscription to watch games. It's a money play, and it's just it was for me. It was it was a bit distasteful. Okay, seeing okay the amount of um, hypocrisy, hypocrisy, uh, and. The, the platforms, the, uh, Sky and BT, like normally, okay, they, they would, okay, um, show, okay, like both sides. So if it's like a Arsenal Tottenham uh, derby, they'll get a former Arsenal player in and a Tottenham player in. Yeah. But it was kind of like a uniform decay. All the pundits were saying, this is terrible. This yeah, is a tackle did, football. They didn't get anyone on side to be like, oh, so could, could you tell us why you think that ESL is a good idea? No, don't want to hear that opinion at all. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, have it destroy a cage like um, the roots, uh, grassroots fo- football. And it's, you're, like, you're thinking, wait, how is that destroying it? Because um, they didn't want to leave like the, the Premier League. And then it's like, if you follow the money, money trail, because these big clubs produce okay, a lot of the revenue okay, for like um, UEFA and FIFA, yep. if they're not getting those, the revenue from those guys, that means less money is going to the premiership. So they've got less money to play with. Yep. And then um, Sky okay, have got like the rights, but they know okay, the lucrative rights will be the Super League. That's it. So, so it's a money, it's a money trial. That, that's why, okay, if, uh, I'm sure, okay, the government must be getting some kind of, like, kickback as well. That's, uh, yeah, for them to react in such a way, I, I, I just found it so odd. Like, mm-hmm. and they said it's because, I mean, it's, it's the money. It's, it's the money, it's, um... But I, I, that's why I just found it so strange that the Premier League wouldn't have been that affected by it, I don't think. I, I think they would. I think they would just from the, the money okay that you UEFA would have given them. Yeah. For the, for the, for those clubs. So I mean the actual running of the Premier League. Yeah. It, it makes no it makes no it, it, well. They probably have to schedule okay matches okay so the um, European Super League okay can. Can work. Yeah, they'd have to change the scheduling and things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I think that's the only way. Yeah, it would still be affecting it, I suppose. Um, yeah, I just just found it wild. And then um, the, it's, and it was just how many fans have been duped and thinking it was fan power. Like, yeah. I really think a thousand fans outside Stamford Bridge and a hundred odd fans outside the Emirates and and Old Trafford and and Tottenham Hotspur Stadium made the difference they're like no you, you didn't it was just money he said money and now and so while <laughs> you're moaning about this while being happy to pay 20 30 40 pound a month yeah. behind the paywall you have to pay three different subscriptions to watch all televised premier league games because you need prime <laughs> sky and um, bt to watch all and you can't even watch all premier league games even though can't People in other countries can literally watch every any game they want. That's the important. But we, we can't watch it here. And even in and then all of this, and it does fall apart. Um, you've got got two fallout, two key things from the fallout. One, Florentino Perez saying that uh, the ESL isn't actually done yet. They've announced that they've left, but it's not. They can't leave. 
their <laughs> contract. You got that, bit. and the fact that um, the Champions League and all other European competitions are being reformatted in 2024, anyway, into a really un- anti kind of competitive um, structure. Anyway, have you, have you seen that? What? Yeah, I've, I've seen it, and. It basically gives like the bigger clubs okay another chance yeah. of staying in. Yeah. So essentially, yeah. now that where Liverpool haven't played well and they probably won't won't uh, qualify for the Champions League, under the new format they will qualify next year because they've done well in the Champions League in previous years. Mm-hmm. So they'll be in it again. And it's just like that's rubbish. And then the amount of games you have to play as well. So you play ten league games in the Champions mm-hmm. League now. Before any knockout phase. So where yeah. now you play six games and then you could potentially be knocked out. You're now going to play ten games. So if you play ten games now, you would actually have reached the quarterfinals. <clears throat> but now you would play ten games and you're just in the group stage. Of the it's, it's just like, oh. And then also, I think, um, the, the, because there's automatic qualification, Mm-hmm. after those 10 games but then again I think there's a, like a another like set of teams they will play have playoffs yeah. so they can get into that that next stage as well I think it's from yeah the top 8 qualify automatically then 9 down to 24 play in a playoff so you could finish 24th in this <laughs> in this Champions League Win your playoff, and now you're in the quarter final. It's just like, madness. It's, that's, that's not fair. <laughs> I think it's night for this league. You finish 24th, and there's a chance that you're gonna not, you, you'll get through, and I won't. Even the name of a Champions Champions League, okay, mm. that's, that's, that's a bit false, isn't it? 100%. No, okay, because you can have up to like. Um, second, third, and fourth of the fourth place okay, in the in that league. Mm. You're not really a champion or anything if you're fourth place. No, I I generally think what they should do, and I think footballers, well, I've seen some footballers talk about this. No, um, Manchester City's um, Ilkay Gundogan has criticised the new Champions League format. Like I said there's just like no need for it. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Um, I I'm of the belief that they need to just reformat the competitions and forget about TV money and revenue driving. It's been like the competition. I think the Champions League should go back to only league winners. Yeah. And they should expand that. So still have 32 teams, but you just go lower down in the UEFA coefficient. So then the champions of Denmark, they get into it. And the champions of Austria get into it because they won their league. They should be... Granted, there'll be a lower seed team because their league is weaker. That's fine. So your your top eight teams will be the champions of you know England, Spain, um, Italy, France, Germany. They'll get to be like Portugal, Russia, and I don't know who that eighth team is. Maybe Greece. I don't know or Turkey. So it'll be a team like that, a country like that. Fine. You're, those are your eight seeded teams. I think that's what the Champions League should be. I think there should be a secondary competition that is for all the teams that finish second to, to fourth or second to fifth in, and depending on how strong your league is, is how many places you get mm-hmm. into that competition. That's your secondary one. 
And then your third one should be like how the old cup winners' cup used to be. If you win, yeah. if you win a cup in your in your country, yeah, then you you get to be in in that competition. Mm. That's what I think it should be. Well, that sounds, like, <laughs> no, that's a, that sounds like a great plan. That sounds like a great. Well, it's it's a better plan than what what currently is being sold to us at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a hypocrisy, okay, of because um, it's it means at the moment the new UEFA like um, um, plan it means there's more games, mm-hmm. which means okay that there's more money. Yep. Um, but it doesn't think about like because the, the players are having to play more games, so it's more kind of like stressing their bodies, mm-hmm. and then the fans. Yeah. The fans, okay, are now going to have to like travel to more places um, because it's it's they're playing sorry, for the um, the Champions League. They're playing ten separate ten separate teams as well. It's yeah. not a home and away. No, ten separate. Just ten, um, yeah, ten separate teams. So um, yeah, so it, how's that fair for competition? Not fair in the slightest. I'm I'm Milan and I play this ten team these 10 teams and you're you're Arsenal you play these 10 teams and oh I beat all my team so I, I qualified but you didn't beat yours and now but we're in the same league <laughs> we can't be in the same league if we didn't play the same teams so I, don't, I don't get that at all and then and then I guess uh, the other way we're going to cut this up is the reaction to to this like we said we put, uh, politicians, every broadcaster, the the anger and the 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 strength that this was combated with versus racism, um, any kind of discrimination. But obviously, racism is the one that has been the most at the forefront. Um, that's been in football for years and years and years. And not saying football is any different to society. We understand it's in society. But so is corruption in society, and and, and so is new inventive things in society. So to now, to see how quickly something can be shut down when they want it shut down, just makes you. It really, although I I knew this anyway, it really just hammers home how little they care about racism. See, I, I believe okay, the Super League announcement okay, was actually um, done on the weekend. It was it was a kick a racism racism out of football campaign. Right. So, like, not many people knew knew, knew about that, <laughs> <laughs> but everybody knew okay about ESL and how it's a war on football in quotes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's it was it's very disheartening. The, the amount of vim and energy that people were um, um, displaying yeah. to get rid of ESL. So basically, one corporate um, capitalist idea, okay, fighting against another capitalist yeah. idea. It's just which 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 boy fighting? That's it. Which boy fighting? Oh. And then I think the rumor is that UEFA paid the six English clubs to to, to leave the ESL. So they even got money from it. Yeah, <laughs> they understand. They understand that. Okay, they they made the threat. Okay, oh, you know, we'll kick you out of um, your domestic leagues, and that you won't be able to 
play, play in the, the World Cup or the yeah. European competitions and such. So they threatened with the players and basically um, the fans of the players. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they understood, okay, that actually, you know, we need these guys. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense, okay, for another game to be um, out of the league. So, yeah, um, let's attack again the, the, the players and the, the fans. But we know, okay, the, the big guys, okay. They could still survive. Yeah, the, the threat this the threat will kick them out of these competitions means nothing to these owners. What they care about is money. <laughs> this is it, this is it. I think there's like another kind of I think there's a Twitter feed I was I was following. And they were basically saying okay that um the reason why the the, the, the twelve kind of like um owners went for the ESL, because they've done like um their analytics and such. Mm. And they realised, okay, that the fans okay that um, that come okay to the games. Yeah. Uh, they call them legacy fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like there's a there's a there's of like revenue that you can get from them. Right. Kind of thing. Like you like the ones that, that come to the game, they they bought like um, uh, the tickets or season tickets and such. They'll they might buy on like, a day a drink or might buy a program. This is it. Um, but uh, out of those, okay, not many okay, buy a, a program every single time. Yeah. There'll be a devout few, okay, but um, they know, okay, like with um, globalization and that, because um, more people were watching, that, you know, if, if they own more of the rights of like their TV, they should go to like other countries that they don't get a chance okay, to go to the stadium. Yeah. But they will sign up. Um, uh, to the, the TV package, which might be um, um, a couple of like, well, it might be yeah, a couple of pounds. It'd be a lot cheaper than it is over here, but because there's more uh, volume of those new fans, mm. it makes so much money for them. Or with like racism, racism doesn't make money for them. No. Well, fighting racism doesn't make money for them. Nope. My my friend, cynically um, and commercially genius. <laughs> he said what the ESL ESL missed the trick here because when they they should really put together like a package of what what they were announcing and he said included in that they should have said um, and one of our policies in the ESL is when it comes to racism any player or club found guilty of racism will be fined this amount or be kicked out of the league and so it, they would have put it would have really exposed UEFA. Because <laughs> now it's like, if they start going at the ESL, the ESL go, oh, what, so do you not want to fight racism? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is going, I know they wouldn't, they wouldn't even have to um, keep up their end of the bargain. Just the fact that if they just shoehorned racism into it, like that, they go, they would have had some kind of angle to fight with, but like they could have just, could have promoted it, but I don't know, it's just a, uh, it's dreadful. It is, it is terrible. And even like when Patrick Bamford said what he said about um, that he wished that this much energy could be put into fighting racism, which I thought was fantastic for him to say. Um, it, the pundit's reactions to that literally was, no, that's a fantastic point by Patrick. And that's why the ESL card happened. <laughs> Is that what? I don't think that's what the point he was making. 
definitely wasn't the point he was making. No. I heard a thing that um, I think next week um, they're doing a social media blackout. Right. Um, so oh, sorry, this is for the Premier League. So I think the Premier League and the football leagues. They're deactivating their Facebook. Fight fight for racism, is it? Fight against racism. Yeah. Right. That's it. Which, it's like, okay, so that happens for like two days. And then, oh, you reactivate your your accounts. No, I don't know. What is that meant to do? Is that, uh, what, what do you think is the result of that? Do you think that racists will go onto their Twitter, see their club is not on, and then go, oh, I'll stop being racist now. <laughs> like, I don't, what, what did he think comes from that? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I think, I think the angle that they're trying to play it, play it as is like, okay, these platforms need to do more about um, fighting racism. Right, and so he's saying that they're, if they shut off their, their feeds, then... Twitter will see, oh, we don't have that many interactions going on for yeah. two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I think these football clubs probably, they, they, football clubs have a lot of power, but I think they've, un, they've overestimated their power on social media. <laughs> because all it takes is for one of the Kardashians or Jenners to be caught photoshopping their photo. <laughs> And Twitter will go into a suitable meltdown, and there'll be lots of interactions on Twitter. This, this is it. Uh, and I also think that there'll be like fans, um, uh, uh, racist as well. They'll be like, I can't believe, okay, that uh, my my uh, football team's cl- uh, Twitter has gone down. I need to tweet about this. Rage, 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 rage. So they're actually giving it okay, the opposite. They're still giving yeah. interactions. Sure. It's just that. It's not being controlled okay by the, the football clubs, and I, um, yeah, I feel okay. Like it's, it's one of those kind of like tokens and gestures. You'd be like, okay, yeah, we're, we're doing something, okay, we're doing something. When really and truly, if they was, if they shared the same energy, okay, as um, against the ESL, they would be putting like proper sanctions. Clubs um, are being kicked out of leagues. They would be, well, be at least threatened to be kicked out of the league if they don't yeah. tidy it up. You know what I mean? Fines, and actual proper fines as well. Yeah. Not, not a couple hundred thousand, a couple thousand for a whole organisation, for a whole like uh, football association. So what, what are you doing? So some of these, some of these clubs are being fined less than they're playing, paying the player who did the racism. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, yeah. Alright, um, I guess, let's go to the end of the pod, so I guess we uh, we get to that time, we do a bit of Dear Deirdre. Excellent, eh? Um, I, I've got, um, right, let's, I've got a few here, I've got a few lined up. Go with this one first, or ease into it. Um, so, Dear Deirdre. My lion cheating ex has started dating my brother, and I feel so betrayed. <laughs> wow, dear dear, I'm furious that my brother, with my brother, dating my cheating ex who messed with my head and is probably like my brother and the father of her son. Jesus, no one said I'm the father of her son. Not even 
our son. He does no attachment to this child at all. Instead of her son. I got a man and went out with a woman who is 26 for two years. Uh, we were seeing each other. Uh, so while we were seeing each other, she repeatedly lied and cheated on me. We broke up several times, but we kept getting back together because the sex was so amazing, I couldn't resist her. Plus, she made me feel like I was special. I know I was stupid and should have fought with my big brain and not my little one. I finally broke up with her for good in the summer of 2019 after I found flirty messages on her phone to a guy she worked with. I realised I simply couldn't trust her. We didn't um, have any contact for months. Then one day she sent me a text saying she needed to talk urgently. She told me she was pregnant and the baby was mine. I said I didn't believe her because we had always used protection and because I was certain she'd been seeing other guys. I can understand where his scepticisms come from. <laughs> um, and I told her to leave me alone. I didn't hear from her until she texted to say she had a son. I ignored the message and have never seen the child. Then, just uh, before the last lockdown, my brother, who's 27, bumped into her in the pub and they are now seeing each other. I, wow. What's a wow? Um, he, he, didn't even, he didn't tell me because he knew I'd be upset, but a mutual friend thought I should know. When I asked my brother what he was playing at, he, he said he wasn't doing anything wrong because we were over ages ago. I don't believe my ex-girlfriend is really interested in my brother. I think she's just using him to get to me, so I'll accept I'm the dad at, of her baby. And worst of all, why would my brother even go there knowing what she is like, and there's a tiny chance her son might be mine. Jesus. Oh, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Listen, I heard of keeping it in the family, but it's just taking a minute. This is wild. Um, <sighs> what are your views? <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so... Um, she okay um must be she must be very good um in bed um <laughs> this is because okay he said that they've been like dating for two years and she had been cheating numerous times yeah um and I'm, <laughs> because normally okay i think uh, i might be wrong okay but usually okay women um, seem to like forgive, more willing to forgive men for infidelity yeah. than men. And like, men are like, oh, do you know what? No, it's it, okay. I need to, I need to kill everybody. Everybody dies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, so for him to, to notice, and then okay, um, yeah, um, for Steve, still with for two years means okay. You know what? Uh, she was very good at what she was doing. Um, this whole kind of like, um, uh, the baby, it's not mine, I've used collection kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm surprised, okay, that he hasn't like, gone for a test. That's our fault. I was like, that's something that's quite easily done, right? Mm -hmm. You just get that uh, sorted in your head, it's done, and then uh, wow. you can either move on or you just accept, okay, that's, that's your kid, so you should look after them. This is exactly it, kind of thing, because like the worst scenario is okay is that you ignore the kid and you find out that actually it's your kid. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, it's easily remedied. And like, you don't want to be like having to, because she might okay call like child support on him, mm. and then then it's, it's a longer process for him okay to disprove okay that it's not his son. Yeah. So yeah, just get it out of the way. But um, yeah, his his brother, <laughs> heck, <laughs> uh, he's own flesh and blood. Um, I think it's a bit it's, it's a bit naughty okay if him okay saying okay that uh, he hasn't done anything wrong. Yeah, it was ages. Ages <laughs> ago. <laughs> But then, um, yeah, like, uh, I think the guy has to recognize, okay, if, okay, the guy um, was with the girl for two years, even, like, though, okay, she was cheating, there's something about her that, <laughs> <laughs> that um, the other guys, okay, will see in her, and, like, brother shares the same DNA as him, so it makes logical sense, okay, for brother, okay, to... Yeah, uh, she she must be bad. She must be so bad. They <laughs> that, that my man just couldn't resist. He just like, I'm sorry, bro, but you you see that? Oh, the sad is just a lack of loyalty. Just, oh, not at all. Oh dear. Oh, that's that's um. I love one. But... Right, this one here. Uh, Conline dating. Um, my mum has met a new boyfriend online. I'm scared she's being catfished. I keep looking for... Uh, dear Deirdre, dear, dear, I keep looking for excuses not to meet my mum's new online boyfriend. Okay, that's it. I'm 16 years old and my mum told me um, at Easter, that she had met someone new who lives in the US. Okay, I didn't know she was talking to anyone. Normally, we tell each other everything. Dad left when I was three. Uh, this man is 40 and she's 38. Uh, she said he's planning to move to the UK. I'm scared that she'll get hurt. I read about people being catfished online and I don't want it to happen to my mum. She tries to introduce me when she's on FaceTime to him. But I said I'm doing my homework or going out. I've got nobody to talk to as, as my mum asked me to keep him a secret for now. Okay, that's weird. So he's actually on video calls, so... Yeah, not technically a catfish right there. Yeah. I mean, he might be a scam artist, right. but um, catfish, I don't think so. Unless, unless it's some kind of like deep, kind of like the deep um, dive. Yeah, deep fake kind of thing. Deep fake, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, if he's actually there showing his face, it's, it's, it's what I'm finding weird is you're scared that your mum's going to be catfished, but you don't want anything to do with it. You just want her to stop. It's like, would you yeah. not want to meet him and then just absolutely pepper him with questions? Is it? That, that your mum's actually, oh, stop it. Like, you're, you're being unkind. But like, no, mum, I want to ask him these questions. That's what I would have thought would have happened from someone who cared. Not just, ah, uh, just don't want to talk to him, but I hope he's not a catfish. Oh, that's yeah. quite odd. Right? But, but then again, okay, we, we won't like, take his age into account. What, so, yeah, he's 40? I don't know, that the kid oh, is 16? 16, yeah, she is 16. Yeah, so, so she... I just don't want to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Basically, yeah, I, I'd rather just not. I'd just rather Mum stop talking to him. Uh, that 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 will fix everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, true. Good point. Good point. Good point. Uh, yeah, it's, it's an odd one, but yeah, like you said, definitely technically not a catfish if um, if you could see his face on FaceTime. Um, right, what? This last one. Let's see. Um, Good one. Uh, okay, that 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 seems fun. Right, phony partner. Uh, my girlfriend would rather FaceTime her friends than have sex with me. <laughs> This guy, okay, is um, the opposite of um, the girl in the first um, division. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, let's see, dear, dear, dear. I feel I feel like a babysitter rather than a boyfriend because my girlfriend has no time for me. Ah. We've been together for 13 years. Um, after first meeting at school, I'm 32, she's 29. Um, wait, quick maths. Whenever people have been each other for a long time, I'm like, wait a minute. Right, so he's 32, 13. 13 minus 32 is what? 19? 19, yeah. And she would have been 16. 16. Oh. Oh. He said, and he said after first meeting at school. Oh, you've been together for that long. So, yeah, you would have. So, you got with her when she was 16, you know, but you knew her from before. Hmm. That is, uh, that is dodgy, dodgy area right there. Yeah, I mean, this isn't back in our grandparents' times where your grandma's 13 and she's an uh, old spinster, so she has to marry your 27-year-old <laughs> grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But, yeah, sometimes the maths isn't mathed when you read some people's grandparents. I was like, hold on, what? When do they meet? <laughs> But no, um, so my girlfriend is, is a hospital nurse and has been working like a, working like a crazy during the COVID pandemic. Um, but when she is around, she barely talks to me and we haven't been intimate for months. This evening, she would rather FaceTime her friends. I feel like my only purpose is to clean up and look after our girls. If it wasn't for them, I would have moved out by now. Uh, what should he do? Um, so I think the first thing you need to do, okay, is um, FaceTime is gone. <laughs> 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 so I have that conversation. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Just get on FaceTime. Like, you, you wasn't expecting me, were you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Um, what's going on? How can we make this better? 
I think that's the point there, right? Is yeah, like you said, that you, you can't make the focus on her talking to her friends because then she's like, "What? You don't want me to talk to my friends?" It's like mm-hmm. that's not your issue. Like you said, yeah. the issue is you're not talking to me. Now we're not having sex. Yeah. You can talk to your friends all you want if you're having sex with me. You can talk to your friends while having sex with me for an hour. Just give me the sex. <laughs> It sounds like that's what he's saying. So, um, yeah, it's, um, it's a tough one, though, isn't it? Like with relationships and when they, you, you know, we've been in with someone for a long time. I mean, not even if a long time, just falling into habits, I guess, right? Like, that sort of seems like what's happened with them is they fall into a habit that he doesn't particularly like. So, so um, yeah, I think... Um, I think what happens with a lot of people in relationships is that they don't take responsibility for their their own relationship. This is true. It just, this is true. They let it kind of just drift. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I hope it works out. Or hopefully it drifts in the right direction. Where you kind That's of, exactly yeah. Yeah, you actually have to say, no, this is where I want my, our relationship to go. So I'm, I'm going to push it this way. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you got you got pushed the relationship in the wrong direction. I said, what's that? I said, you got to push the relationship in the way you want it to go, right? You do have to push it in the way that you want it to go and not be kind of like head in the sand and might be kind of like worried if you say something, it might push it another way, so I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that's helping as well, right? Is uh, communication isn't that open between people, even even though they've been with each other for years, they don't actually know or feel confident with how they communicate with each other. So then things just progressively get worse, and then get to the point where they go, I just don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> they probably could have been rescued before then, but because they just got they just let it drift. Yeah. It's now become unsavable, which is uh, which is sad. It's sad, and then okay, the partner okay that you leave goes and gets with your sibling, and <laughs> they, they they say okay, when you speak to your sibling, they're like, well, you know, you guys broke up a time ago, and we have sex all the time. <laughs> oh dear, man. Hey, fifty-two weeks later, you. You've been great. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Um, I'm happy that I'm here. I'm happy that uh, Wahala from CSN hasn't come on yet. So, <laughs> I'm senior. Wahala, senior. You're going to be so vexed because I, I was on their pod yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's going to be so vexed with that comment um, and stuff. But no, I, need to, I need to sort out. Like my thing is just because I'm a nomadic podcast, I don't have a studio, so I need to either go to someone's house or find some kind of neutral space and stuff. But um, I'm hoping I'll be able to get access to a studio this year, hopefully, um, through a project I might be doing. So I might be able to get studio access for, for when I when I need it, which would be good if that works out. And stuff. Then I can actually have multiple guests on my pod as well, Ned. So 
So I'll, I'll only invite Wahala on when you're on. So you're always you're always two ahead. <laughs> oh, this is like the ESL man. I can't get relegated. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All right, uh, thanks, thanks for coming on, bro. No worries. Right, take care. Thank you too. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> right.